This is Justin from Risk Me Razor, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 36 of Epitome of Stupidity. So, Clint, go ahead and say something. You're dying. Something. All right. Uh, allegedly Metal Podcast. Your favorite. Your favorite. Your favorite. Your favorite. Your favorite. In that the background. <laughs> is in line for Halos that you are hearing in the background by the band Wrist Meat Razor. All one word. Yep. And uh, it's fun stuff. They are, their new album comes out next Friday, next Friday being the whatever someday that's on Friday, not yeah. this Friday on prosthetic. Our good friends over yes, prosthetic, our uh, our good buddies Ebony and Steve. Hi guys, we'll be talking to Justin, the bass player, here shortly. We're not going to do the phone bit anymore. No, you're not. just going to assume that yeah. he's going to answer. And I'm going to go since we already did the interview. I got to say the audio may or may not be that great. Oh, okay. Um. We were getting some interference and stuff, and we had some signal issues, but it's all there. Yes. I'll, 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 put, it, I'll put, it, uh, put it together. Interesting dude, for damn sure. Yeah. It, um, anyways, that in let's a do some other things. Yeah. What we're listening to right quick, y'all. Go right ahead, now, we're listening to White Death. Um, we're, <laughs> we are we are under snow. This will probably be the last show, because we will resort to cannibalism After the beer's soon. gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, this week, uh, I you know, this time of year... I'm going to get end up deep in my post-metal runs. But uh, before I got there, I, I kind of finished up my Deftones run. And for some reason, Deftones always leads me to Nine Inch Nails, but Nine Inch Nails never leads me to Deftones. That being a long way of saying, I listen to a lot of Nine Inch Nails to start the week. Um, got around to some of that Emma Ruth Rundle after talking to Brian last week. It's good stuff. It's good Sunday morning music. There's It's real mellow. It's... Uh, uh, she's she's pretty cool. I will definitely continue to listen to that. Uh, randomly, we kind of touched on it talking with Justin. Uh, turned on the newest Darkest Hour album. So I two s- things that were brought up in that. <laughs> still don't understand how that Darkest Hour album isn't like your favorite thing ever. Mine? Yeah. Did I listen to it? I think so. I'll try. I, I think yes, you did. Because your response to me was, "I'm surprised you like this." Well, I said that about a lot of things. I that know, doesn't mean but, anything. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I'll check it out. Onto the post metal. I did a lot of Russian circles and a lot of Generation of Vipers this week. GOV is going to get post metal band of the week because I adore them and they are probably never going to put out another album. So yeah, if you like heavy, they're your thing. All How right. How about you, Brian? So <laughs> I did a lot of funny things this week. Is well, it's one funny thing, but several ways. So you ever heard of Tiny Tim? One funny thing, several ways. Yeah, you ever heard of Tiny Tim? I think I ha- I think I have heard of, but the tiptoe through the tulips guy. Sure. Oh wait, the yeah, real the, guy. You're the guy that I had this conversation with. Yeah, I am infatuated with that guy hmm. all week watching interviews and concerts and documentaries on this dude. Holy shit, he yeah. is awesome. But. I mean, he just plays the ukulele and sings these goofy-ass songs. <laughs> but it is just, I don't know what it was, man. It, it had me 
locked in all week when I was at my desk, just trying to find another interview with him talking in his like so perfect voice. You know, he's, it was just like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I spent a lot of time listening to ukulele music. Okay, <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I and I try. I was a couple. I've been on a kick to try to find some music that I can't really explain what it is. Yeah. Not not necessarily heavy, but some new kind of rock stuff. You uh, you randomly asking me about things that I don't expect from you, like Mr. Bungle and Mike Patton. In yeah, general. I'm trying to find some of that stuff, which I don't get into any of that. I even went back to some Faith No More. I don't really get into that. That newest uh, Faith No More album is fucking badass. I don't see that at all. I don't. I don't like it one bit. I um, love it. But I did. I found myself. You gotta start on like track three though. Like the first two aren't all that good. I did listen to the the new at the gate EP. Did you Did you check that out? What I did. I, I, it seemed like generic Skeleton Witch to me, and I'd rather listen to Skeleton Witch. But how? But at the gates were first. So wouldn't Skeleton Witch be generic at the gates? I don't know that at the gates were first. <laughs> I don't know either. But uh, I'm not a huge at the gates fan. I mean. In theory, you would think I would be, but that EP, the first, four of the six songs, was awesome. And uh, there's a, and it's not a new band, but it was also recommended on there, whatever. Nailed to Obscurity, which I don't know if it was good or bad, but I lasted an entire album. <laughs> but I, I couldn't tell you what I was listening to, but it's what I listened to. So, right. and I'm not going to review it or anything. It was just there, and I could hit play. And next thing I knew, it was over. And it was probably like an hour long, but it was just it is what it is. Okay, dokie. All right, so. We're going to cut right now to the interview with Justin from Wrist Meat Razor. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you, you were just dying to do I that. was. Well, I still want to do the ring. I know. <laughs> All right. We got him on the phone. We have Justin from Wrist Meats Razor. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm great. How are y'all? Not too shabby. It, uh, I see. Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm currently in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. Where I live. We so, are here in Columbus, Ohio, and the white death is upon us. So <laughs> it is coming down heavy outside right now. You may actually be the last conversation we ever have. <laughs> thanks, yeah, for, that's th- funny. thanks for getting up early with us. Obviously, it's what like nine o'clock or something out there. But, it uh, is, yeah, it's, uh, it's nine. So let's get to the band. Yes, wrist, meat, razor, all one word. So tell us, you know, we have the press release, and we read about you know sort of the um, the start of it but uh you know people listening might not know so can you give us a quick background on the band you know how i got started and all those good things well the band started in uh 2017 our guitar player jonah um he did it as a bit of a, a bedroom kind of band camp project where it was a solo thing he played all the instruments he recorded them um the demo was released in a fashion to where it wasn't necessarily very apparent who was in the band or if it was even a band um so he kind of put it out there to have this mysterious aura about it um i i have been friends with him for a long time and uh i noticed him posting it so i i I messaged jonah and asked him um, if it was his project and uh he said yes and uh, we were both at certain points in uh, in our lives where we got out of major other projects that were touring bands that we um did full-time and so um it kind of made sense that this would this could be our, both of our next our, our next steps and so we um we ended up moving into the realm of being an actual band um immediately we wrote two eps uh right after right after kind of pushing it towards a, a little bit more serious uh step uh we had a, a, a different drummer originally and uh, we got brian 
uh, late or early last year to fill in on a tour, and uh, he's been with us ever since. Uh, can can we find those EPs out there? I, I, from what I saw, I can only find one on iTunes. On Apple Music, I believe there's only one available. Yeah, yeah. But the sky is empty. Is on Apple Music. Yep. Um, they're both on Spotify. Okay. Uh, and they are both on our Bandcamp. That's the most that I I know of. I'm not exactly sure why the first EP isn't on Apple Music too. <laughs> um, it, it, they the records both came out uh, through um, through different labels that wanted to help us put them out, and then they also were the ones that ended up submitting them. Uh, to all the online media stuff so oh, okay as so, of now, the way it kind of is now for us um those songs and those records are so old like it almost it almost benefits us more to have the mysteriousness of the records not being as available okay especially considering this next one will be everywhere so. right speaking of labels and the new album uh how did you guys come to be with prosthetic and then we'll talk about how things worked out with the new album so uh, Prosthetic um, was a record label that um, everyone in the band always really, really liked. We were all old metalcore guys. So um, bands like Hemsa and, uh, and Through the Eyes of the Dead and, of course, Lamb of God were like some of our favorite bands. And the possibility to work with a label that had worked with all three of those was, was too good to pass up. Um, they ended up hitting us up in, um, I want to say in March of last year. Um, we had just finished up uh, a short run with a band called Sea Space Cowboy, who's getting pretty popular right now on the on the West Coast. Um, and they had seen that we were doing that tour, and I think they also saw some of the live videos that were shot at that tour. And uh, they uh, offered us a deal, and we definitely didn't didn't think twice about taking it. Right. So that was uh, that was pre-recording the new album, right? So essentially, that was pre-recording the the new album. However, um, we've always been a pretty forward, dedicated band. So the new album was uh, mostly written by the time they they found us. Um, it was just a kind of a happy coincidence that both um, both them and our record were coming together at the exact same time. Nice. So uh, I guess go ahead and tell us about writing the record. That would have been, Brian would have been playing the drums on that, right? Correct, yeah. Brian played all the drums on this record. Um, the only, so on the EPs, we had a different drummer, um, but Brian learned all the songs on the EPs to do tours with us. So on this new record, he did all the drums on that. Um, when it came to writing this record, um, we have a very interesting situation in that all three of us live in different parts of the country i live in las vegas uh jonah spent most of his time in the washington dc area and uh brian lives in louisville kentucky holy shit so (laughs) wow yeah so we for the most part jonah will send out um pre-pros to us like he'll pre-pro the 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 bare structure of a song He'll send it out to us, and it'll kind of be this back and forth of what we like and what we don't like, and and then uh, it'll go from there. These songs, interestingly enough, actually, we started pre-proing them in 2017. So even before Brian was in the band, that we started pre-proing just the basics of the songs um, and uh, just let them organically grow because they're at this point, they're a bit old. Um, so from the very first pre-pro to the record, 
uh, a lot of them changed quite a bit um, for our vocals. However, we all got together in one place and did it because all three of us do vocals. Yeah. Um, and that was something that we didn't do with the EPs because Joan and I separately recorded vocals for that one. So there was a different process to this one from the other ones for sure. I can't help but wonder where did you guys end up meeting up for the vocals? Uh, we we met up in Washington D.C. Jonah DC. had a friend there that had a, like a bedroom studio, and we we sat for uh, like twelve hours doing vocals. <laughs> so where are you at on this album? Obviously, all three of you do vocals. Is there a, is there a part? Um, you know who who does it? So I'm assuming Jonah does a majority of the the screaming and the vocal, or is it is it well, shared three three ways evenly? Or um, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent even, but we're all three of us are on every song. Okay. All three of us scream. All three of us sing. Um, for the most part, when it comes to the um, more spoken parts of the record, they're, for the most part, me. Um, however, um, Brian has some spoken parts on this one, too. It, it's very it's very even, honestly. Um, some songs are a little bit more me. Some songs are a little bit more Jonah. It's, it's varied to the point where um, it's kind of hard to tell. Right, where, where <laughs> yes. some of us step in, right? And I, I, we like like it like that. It makes it a lot more uh, easy to uh, to create cohesion. Sure, kind of all kind of sharing the load without that? making things sound different. Yeah, it works out nicely. Um, and speaking of the songs, I mean, the longest ones what like three minutes? The, the last yeah, I think four. the the longest one's almost is closer to four, but it's the la- it's the final track on the record. So is is the you know, is the I guess I mean go ahead call them shorter length in songs. Is that intentional or is that just come? Is that just a product of you know when you know a song's done when it's done, not necessarily adding to the song just for length purposes. So that specific aspect of our band is is both intentional and is is what you just said. The in, intentional part of it is uh, that we took and continue to take a lot of influence from the uh, late 90s, early 2000s screamo scene in which the songs were really short and kind of just got right to the point and yeah. they got out. And that was something that I always liked. Um, another aspect of the intentional part of it is I feel like in 2019 now, um, the atten- your average music listener continues to dwindle. And so if you can get in there and make your point really quick, really fast and really aggressively, um, you have a better, you stand a better chance at keeping everyone's attention. That's pretty goddamn clever. Yeah, you, well, and you nailed it. Right? I mean, you, the the I was listening to some stuff for the for the show started to refresh, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's the song, and you know, it's it's right there in your face, and then when it's done, it's just gone and on to the next yeah, one. And here's the next song. Nothing real drawn out, which is the way I like I like my things to go. So, hats awesome. off for you. Thank I mean, you. that's a I like that approach and. I think it works well, especially with the type of music you guys are doing. Right. Um, what kind of lyrical themes you guys got going on here? Um, well, so the lyrics to the to the record um, are almost split right down the middle between Jonah and I as far as the songs that we did. So I did four of the songs, and then Jonah did four of the songs or whatever, because one of them is an instrumental. Um, um, lyrically... I think there's a common thematic um, mode that goes on between the two of us. 
I think for the most part, we wanted it all to be under the umbrella of the album title, Misery Never Forgets. It's a, it's a very emotionally driven record. Um, my songs usually um, deal with a lot more mental health issues or maybe my own. And maybe it's a, a lot of, of the way I feel um, the world's treated me or the world treats people like me. Um, and Jonah's songs kind of vary to, uh, to certain extents. Um, they go from being about kind of, you know, his personal overcoming of certain, of certain things, uh, mental health issues mostly. And um, then they kind of like vary to certain incidences that have happened to him that he feel, felt so strongly about that he needed to write about. So, so it's it's uh it's it's very strong on the uh, very heavy on the emotional side for yeah. sure. Yeah, very very personal. It sounds like um, definitely. So the album comes out next week, right? Correct. Yeah. Are there any? Uh, I I don't know that I've noticed any tours lined up yet. You guys got anything in the works? Yeah, we have a we have a tour um, that starts actually uh, on Friday um, in uh, Hingham, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston. Um, it's with our friends in a band called Heavens Die, who put out a record late last year, and then uh, a, a band that's kind of local to that area called uh, God Program, both good friends of ours. Um, and then we have two more tours um, already set up that'll be aren't announced yet, but they'll be announced soon. Sounds like and you guys are going to be doing more. a lot of crisscrossing. Oh yeah, no, we. Uh, Touring for us is a very unique situation. It's nothing like it is for any other band, I don't think. I We usually kind of, um, because we live in different parts of the country, we kind of have a base all over the place. So um, if we're going to do like a, a more of a West Coast thing, they'll fly out here and uh, they'll hang out here for a while and we'll, we'll practice and we'll go on tour. But for the most part, when we're doing stuff in the uh, Midwest or the uh, East Coast, I fly out there to either Louisville or, or D.C. and then we... Um, we get everything set up and we go on tour. That's typically how it works. That's how it's going to work this next time for sure. I guess maybe that's a benefit of everyone being spread out. I guess. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... huge, huge benefit. Honestly, it's a, it's something that um, I think a lot of bands have to struggle with because if you're from the West Coast, if you're from Las Vegas like me, playing the East Coast isn't easy at all because you have to go through the, you have to go through the entire country just to get there. Yeah. But for us, we don't have to go through anything. We can literally start anywhere and it's not as hard as it would be. So, uh, I, you know, I, this is probably my famous question. I always, I always have to ask about the name, uh, and your guys' name is pretty, uh, Graphic. straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that, is that something that Jonah already had when he started this thing or? So the name was the name was already there. Okay. Um, however, um, I feel like the name is a bit misunderstood in a sense that it's uh, it's a song title from a band called Usurp Synapse, which we were all fans of okay. uh, before this band. Obviously, um, they're a screamo band from the uh, early two thousands, um, and it was it was a name that we thought uh, internalized a lot of uh, a lot of pain that the band essentially was yeah. about. It's it's more of a cathartic release, and it's uh, the name kind of has become this uh, this litmus for uh, for people that don't want to like our music. Essentially, they'll hear that <laughs> they'll hear the name, and then they'll like create this entire right. just assume about us, and right? What we're about and uh, 
I, I think the name ended up becoming very important because it drew certain people to us that felt the name spoke to them in a certain way and it drew other people away from us that probably had no business ever listening to it. Yeah, so. yeah they weren't going to get it anyway. So love it when a plan right. comes together. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, you know, for what it is, the the way it's all squished together in one word is pretty unique. I, I really right. dig that. Thank, thank um, you. And maybe just because we've been on an art kick here on the show, I want to talk about the uh, the cover artwork. Is that is there any any cool uh, stories behind there? Are you, any of you guys artists doing that kind of stuff, or you hire that out? What did What did you say the uh, the album art? Yeah, yes. the album art on the on the LP. <clears throat> okay, so the album art um, is uh, is from a guy named Chris Taylor, who was the vocalist in a band called Page 99 and is currently the vocalist in a band called Pygmy Lush, um, two bands that we really, really liked. Um, the album art also, interestingly enough, came before the record label and before some of the songs, a lot of the songs. <laughs> Damn. Um, we kind of already knew what we wanted it to be. We knew we knew what this record was going to be long before we it was ever actualized by a label or even by us, it, it, like the conceptual aspect of this record has been there for a long time. So we had hit him up and commissioned this and I kind of give him, gave him the synopsis of what this record was about. I sent him a lot of my lyrics so he could kind of create what he felt was going to feel mo most natural to, to what we do. And he did, he did an amazing job and, um, we were very fortunate to even have him be the artist. He's a, a guy that does a lot of really cool stuff. He's done a lot of, uh, he did a lot of the Pig Destroyer record album arts. Um, oh, cool. Which we really enjoyed. He did, uh, he did one of the Darkest Hour records. He's done a lot of really great stuff. And, and we were very fortunate that he liked us enough to do it because he, he like, unlike a lot of uh, commission artists, he doesn't have to do artwork for bands he doesn't like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. so the fact that he wanted to was in, was in, uh, was a huge honor for us you know uh, not to completely sidetrack this but you say Darkest Hour and he did an album art for it I, based on what I bet it was that most recent Darkest Hour album wasn't it uh, I, I can't remember if it was that one I think it was the record that came out in the mid 2000s that okay. ended up being one of their most popular ones is it Plagues or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely in the one I'm thinking about. It's uh, yeah, so I got that one wrong. <laughs> Fail. It failed. So as you guys are uh, getting going with touring and the record coming out and everything, you being a bass player, I play the bass too. Does does singing and playing ever become a pain in your ass? Oh yeah, it's so that's it's an interesting aspect to it too because like I I while I love singing and playing, I love the control that it gives there are certainly parts where like every night it's just like, I gotta, I gotta focus so hard on the muscle memory that it's not fun. You know, that certain parts just are not fun at all, but for the most part, it's great. And like, it all moves very fluidly and uh, you, you just play and sing and it's, it's just fun. But yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it gets trying in certain moments, typically for most tours, like after you get through, I don't know, like a couple of days it's all whatever and you just kind of go with it and you kind of forget about the parts you don't like as much but yeah for the the uh the period of time where you have to get used to it is, is brutal um so i might have you speak on jonah's behalf here just a quick question I, that always interests me being a you know musician myself which comes first the riff or the lyrics 
Um, well, for this band, the riff always comes first. That's we're, been that's been so for everybody, I think. For yeah, that's part. almost unanimous. Yeah, yeah. So we're and, and it's and it's an interesting it's an interesting question because I feel like if it was something that I was um, answering for myself, I would say that it very much depended because at times lyrics come way before riffs do for me. I mean, I I have a a notepad of lyrics for the next record already that who knows if they'll be used or not but i'll probably repurpose some of them at some point in time and they will be on new songs um and that's kind of how it was for this record too because some of these lyrics were written before the song um however when it comes to putting together a full set of lyrics you definitely need the riff um however that's just my kind of take on it jonah's take on it certainly would be because he's from a little bit more of a of a metal background it, his take on it would certainly be that you write you write good riffs first because that's the focus of a song. So yes, sir. Nice. I would agree with that. I guess. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Well, we got the we got the closure, the closing question coming at you right now. We'll wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, it's our it's our typical uh, how we end all these things. We just want to know you shipped off to a desert island. And you could take okay. one album for the rest of your life. What album's gonna, that going to be? So, so one album? Yeah, one album. Desert Island situation. You can only take one album. Remember, I can edit out all the silence uh, you need. <laughs> I, I, I feel like if I had one album forever, and it might, it probably isn't going to be a record that you guys were thinking of, but um, I would probably say Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, nice. I've been on a Nine Inch Nails kick here lately. Yeah, that's that's a good album. Fuck that's yeah. that's yeah. one we haven't, we haven't had brought up on the show yet, so that's a, that's a good call, man. But... The time has come, man. We appreciate the, you know, you calling us and talking with us. We'll uh, we'll pump the album, get it out there, put all your links in on in the description of of our show, and you know, try to get people to your music as much as we possibly can. And uh, awesome. Thanks for your time. And uh, we are in Columbus, Ohio. If you ever hit the Midwest, we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, hit us up. We'll come out and see you. And uh, other than that, man, have a good Saturday. Thank you all so much. I appreciate everything. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. And we're back. And we're back. So sorry about audio issues again. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but there was some. As of right uh, now, we don't know how it's going to turn yeah. out. Yeah, but at, thanks uh, for sticking it out for those who are still listening. Yes, and thanks to Justin again for, you know, because obviously he had to kind of stick it out too. Where we we actually lost him for a minute. Yeah. There. And so I'm gonna, I want to say this. I don't. We were since we we're having the the issues and stuff. I don't really want to talk about it on the phone. Clint and I are. I don't think, I know I'm not well versed in the emo, and I'm not even really sure I could pick out really what emo music is, yeah, other no, than he, it's as, emotional music. I, I dig what they're doing, but, they're, but it's he just heavy music. He didn't mention like three bands that I had right. ever heard of or listened to before. That's not true. He Okay, anyways. So my question, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at, is to, to you, to Clint, is it is it emo only because the lyrics are about emotions? Or is there emo riffs and stuff like that. I mean, they, I think they, they come in and they, they beat the shit out of every song. They're screaming and going all over the right. place. Is that typical? The uh, I think the song uh, In Line for Halos is probably the closest to what I would consider emo on the whole album. After listening to it a handful of times, it sounds, it sounds like early Converge streamed through you know, some small emo filter where there's <laughs> there there's those bits and pieces that are there that you can tell that they were influenced by it. But I for the most part I would call it like a more 
modern Jane Doe-ish. Modern. I like that. Uh, you know, kind of hardcore punk. Maybe it's modern stream emo. Through, stream through some kind of emo filter. Or screamo. Screamo, I don't know yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I, the, the, if it's good, it's good. And, you know, the stuff is not it's not bad. I mean, yeah. if, if you told me, here's this emo album, go listen to it, I would be like, well, I don't like emo. But that's probably that's just me being ignorant because I really don't know if I do or not. I guess. But this stuff is pretty good if you just like screaming, fucking like the, all the songs are around two minutes long. Exactly. And come in, come out. That's what I along. enjoy about it. it. It's a and I have said it more than twice. I can't stand that Jane Doe Converge album. I like later Converge. We've had the conversation about me and Converge more than once. I can't stand that Jane Doe album. I dig this. This is fun. It's it. You know, like you said, it gets in. It's in your fucking face. And then you're on the next song. <laughs> Before you know it, the album is yes. over. And <laughs> but when it and that leads it up to, you know, those things are fun in the burst that they are. And they're they're pretty good about mixing things up here and there. Like uh the inline for Halos is three or four on the album. Two. Two on the album. There goes that. Which, you know, it, it comes in, kicks your ass. Two has you know, he comes in singing a little bit and it kind of mixes it up. They go through, kick your ass some more. There's, it, they do a good job of breaking it up. Is what I'm saying. And all three are singing. I mean, there's some talent. And there, right? yo, I it's like it's like a it's like an emo um, mastodon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was you know knowing that they all sing when I listen to it, I try to figure out who's who and where they are. But what he says is accurate, dude. They are, yeah, I, I they they are pretty spot on with each other. That's kind of fucking crazy. This show's all out of order. That's okay. We're going to go into the news now. Okay. You know? And there's some fun stuff in the news, right? There and is. This isn't necessarily from last week, is it? Like, this from the previous week, there's some stuff thrown no, in from the beginning of the year. stuff from last week. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Yep. Okay, well we'll, well, we'll kick it right off here with Mastodon. Woo! Speaking and of Mastodon. trying to get people fucking excited, right? I mean, <laughs> is it? do they do this? You've, you've kept up with them longer. Do they do this every album, say these no. things? Okay, so what Not they're, that I'm aware what of. they're saying is, it's heavy. They're just saying that for this song. Oh, they're not say they don't have the album done or anything like that. They haven't even actually started writing the album. They've got this song. They're gonna throw it out for whatever fucking reason, and they're telling you things like it's brutal and it's so heavy, and which completely sets up for an acoustic, you know, their version of Stairway to Heaven or some shit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so it comes out like next week, this week when if you're listening to this, I I didn't see it. It says. It was well, says the scheduled to receive a digital release ahead of the band's upcoming UK shows, which will kick off next week. Oh, okay, there you go. I, that's I, so. Next week we'll be talking about how that, that song. shows how good I can read. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> Mr. Matt Pike, Clint's best friend, is not having the best year. He, uh, it, did you see what it is? I don't. We I know we talked about his toe the first time, but I kind of does it say what it is? Yes, it's. Um, this is why we complete each other. I know half the shit you know. <laughs> right. It's uh, diabetes. Yes. Oh, it's diabetes. Yes. No shit. Um, Life on the road, man. Give you diabetes. Yeah. So he's came. He's diabetic. Yes. Is what. And uh, that's why apparently that's why he had issues with the first toe, and now he might lose another fucking toe. So they had to cancel it. They they've done almost no fucking shows for this new album. This new album that is amazing, Electric Messiah. It is bad ass, and they've done almost. He's easily I listened to done, that this week too. It, Good for you. Look at you. Gold star. They've done probably four times as many shows with sleep, he has, than he has for the new High on Fire album, which completely fucking blows my mind. But, uh, you know, 
Can't, and they were going to, this tour was with our friends in uh, Year of the Cobra and... Um, Toke. Toke, yeah. Toke, who I should have talked to at that fucking Weed Demon show and didn't, but whatever. Um, that that just all kinds of suck. That, that, that sucks for Toke and Year of the Cobra. That obviously sucks for Matt Pike and fucking High on Fire. Toke. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, and how did we not get the, the lead in with this from a Macedon to a Toe? Story without mentioning toe to toes. toes because nobody will get that. Oh, okay. All right. So we hope he gets better and maybe I don't know if this is true, but maybe start taking better care of himself if that's the problem. I don't know. I, that's whatever the, the case may be, uh, I hope Matt Pike continues to be as metal as they fucking come and, and eventually come back to Columbus and all of his with nineteen all bands. of his toes. <laughs> with, well, he's definitely not doing that, but the ones that are remaining. Well, the ones just like half gone. So speaking of half gone, Rob Zombie. That's, <laughs> that's probably more like three quarters. It's and not even is, him saying the dumb shit. No, no, it's John Five, his guitarist, who who our buddy Kretzer is a big fan of. Well, I don't, I don't think he's a big just because he sent that video. But I'll talk about if I am or not. I don't get it. He's a great guitar player. His guitars are cool because he plays a Telly, has signature motto, <laughs> and they're just Tellys. But I don't really like him as a guitar player. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know why. I've just, I'm, I'm fucking neck deep in YouTube guitarists, and he is not on my radar. Yeah, I've never been. I mean, he was with Manson for a while. He's right. zombie now. But the, the the point of this is he's going and parading he, around saying that this is going to be better than anything ever, including White Zombie. And if you've heard more than two shows of this, of, of our stupid fucking show, you know that Astro Creep is near and dear to my fucking heart. And I believe Brian at least casually likes it as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> One of my favorites. And this dude's coming out saying that this is going to fucking... The new Rob Zombie album, you know, 20 years later, is going to blow Astro Creep out of the water and Les Exorcisto, for that matter. And, are you getting to this one? And, he compares it to the Beatles' groundbreaking <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's only... Come on, <laughs> it's man. It's just so stupid. This is just media Why bullshit. would you do this? This is media bullshit. I think, you know, people do this to pump up their new albums basically every time. And to get in these articles and to get us to the And to get, them. yeah. And, and, you know, I guess to whatever extent it works. And it's not well, like yeah. we're not going to listen to it when it comes out anyways because yeah. we're looking forward to making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, at this point, it's kind of like the conversation last week with Brian about tattoos where it would be weirder to just not say anything. Sleep did that. And Got it my sucked. attention. And I never liked fucking sleep. <laughs> but I listened to the album. It And people still talk, right? If you do the less, if you... You can talk your ass off and still get in the press, and if you don't say nothing, you'll get in the press. So it just kind of. Comes I don't understand down. why you want to come out. That's that's a big fucking swing, buddy. I mean, if I was if I was them, I would do this. Would I'll you? Bet, yeah. Why not? I mean, if he is anywhere, I don't blame him. I wouldn't bring up the Beatles, <laughs> even though I'm not a fan of the Beatles. Right. But I wouldn't compare myself to them ever. It's just that's a big swing, buddy. You are. Uh, I hope your mouth's big enough for your feet. <laughs> Oh, speaking of feet, Yab. You. <laughs> I work with what I'm given, man. <laughs> what does feet have to do with Yab? I don't know. You stand while you watch the play? I set them up. You come in and make it make sense, okay? Whatever. Yab has a tour coming, and this story has a happy ending because they are coming to Columbus. Third date. As long as I can drag Brian to the fucking show, we are going to try to talk to them, and I think that may be attainable. Did you say taint? Attainable. A taint. A taintable. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a pretty good tour. I they they're hitting 
All the corners of the country. Arizona, Texas. Yeah. Check local fucking listings. M-E-M-A-N-Y-P-A-V-A-N-C-T-N-G-A-N-O. Jesus, I thought you were spelling something for a second there. (laughs) Uh, With uh, Voivod and Monolord for most of the... uh, Voivod, we talked about no, that, not right? for mo- Monolord's not most of the dates, just the closing dates. Sorry about that. Yes, we did. We talked about there. Amun-Ra is uh, supporting most of the <laughs> <laughs> dates, and uh, Voivod and then Monolord, they're on the last date. Uh, should be a fucking excellent tour. Again, I'm going to drag Brian there. We're going to try to talk to him. Do we can get Brian to go? Should be fun. Ewing? Brian Ewing? Yeah. I'll get him to go. Does be, he like y'all? I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> Then I've been. We had this on the last. Uh, I think this instead of shenanigans, reviews, whatever. This can close. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was looking forward to talking about this last week, so we just carried it over to basically anticipated 2019 albums. Instead of our usual goofiness yeah. to end the show, we're going to end it with looking forward to the Jesus year. Christ, man. I mean, could be fun. Ah, oh, fuck. So I, I mean, could I be the kn- same old bullshit. I don't know how you want to go about this, but my method is just going to be. I'm just going to start reading some shit and just come out with. With yay or nay or, you know, like, you know, just anything that comes off the top of your head. All Get right. him, killer. All right. Deftones. Dude, it, they... Keep, they it sh- keep it simple. ...have made it clear that Stephen Carpenter has a part in this fucking album. And for me, the fun in Deftones is his... I, we were talking recently about how his tone on the first album was voted, like, worst ever. No, no it was on one of the lists, yeah. Sure. Since then, his tone is... one of the tone. Oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And... He, I love his tone on adrenaline. Really. I don't mind it on adrenaline. <laughs> but since then, he's got like a real signature sound. And it was very clearly absent on Gore. And he had issues with that album. And I have issues with that album. That album fucking sucks. And he's if he's come back. Come on, come on. We got a lot to go through. I'm looking forward to looking it if he's back. Okay, okay. Kill Switch Engage. This is all you. Yeah. Well, I just there was an article today saying that the singer's wife filed for divorce and he always not going to kill himself and all that stuff. So <laughs> might turn for. I probably shouldn't a, laugh at that. No, if it's a, if it's recorded before or after all this, it could be good or bad. You know what I mean? Sometimes you turn pain into beautiful music. And I like Kill Switch Engage. I got a, Clinton does not. That's why he gave that one to me. But yeah, I'll listen to it, of course. Uh, Corn. Okay. I probably will listen. To, I will start it. I will give it a just because I feel like I should. Okay. I don't know. Um, Lamb of God, not gonna happen. That uh, I call bullshit. Not coming out this year. Okay, all right. Um, a couple of those on this list. Limp Biscuit, no one. No. Yeah. <laughs> Mastodon, not, not coming out happen. this year. <laughs> that's that's what you're saying. That's your opinion. Not that's, gonna happen. Yeah, we're not reporting it. No fucking way that album's coming out this year. Megadeth, that should come out this year. Sweating. Good. Finish it. <laughs> Boy. There you go. That I think should actually come out this year. They announced a uh, a greatest hits just yesterday too, called uh, uh, Warheads on something. I can't remember. Warheads on foreheads is the name of their greatest hits. <laughs> I love it. It is great. I love it. Is it's, uh, uh, the cover of it's Vic riding on a fucking missile. It's it's really good. It, it, will, will Adler be part of that? I, if any songs from Dystopia are on it, it's no. Great. I mean, oh, of, the, of the new, new album. album. No, no. no they stole be. In Flames as drummer. That was who we oh, saw yeah, when we right. saw him, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he will be on that. Okay. You know, and they've been talking about blast beats and all kinds of crazy shit. I think that thing's supposed to come out in, like in the summer or something. Definitely looking forward to that, especially after Dystopia because Dystopia was badass. Yeah, I like that. I need it, that, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward. What I'm looking for too. I need to go back to that album. That's kind of the music. You know, that I was saying earlier that I'm kind of trying to fill a void. I'm sure. missing on some kind of lighter stuff, if you will, for lack of a better term or whatever. And I think that album might might be good for that and then i can go back and listen closer to the drums because 
I don't know I've, how you missed it. I haven't listened to it. I don't I know how you was, missed it. I didn't know it was Adler you know, since the last time. But anyways, Rammstein. I, you know, I will check that out. They are... I'm constantly reminded because I constantly forget about how big they are. They only have They're a... huge. Ha- yeah. yeah, and they only have a handful of songs that I can get into. But the songs of theirs that I can get into are pretty fucking excellent. God, they're they're heavy. They're like skull crushingly heavy. Yes. And the German just adds to that. Right. It doesn't it doesn't take away from right. that. So yeah, yeah, that, we'll, we'll, I think we'll both hit play on that. Rob Zombie. I which, you know, we've already touched on. We'll both end up pushing play on it and I, this one, you know, we're kind of here for the jokes. But yeah, you know, I I in a, in a moment of honesty, I hope it is good. If they sell more than the Beatles, who are we to argue? <laughs> who are we to argue? Uh, Slipknot. Hmm. That will, That's a tough one. No, I mean, I kind of felt like this going into their last two albums, and one of those albums is garbage. Which as one? Far as I, um, All Hope Is Gone, I think is the name of it. I, I don't like the vast majority of it. The uh, the most recent one, Chapter 5 or whatever, the great yeah, chapter, the great. Some, something yeah. like that. That one, that one kind of caught me off guard. I liked more of it than I thought I would. Uh, Either way, you know, for me, Slipknot's kind of the... I like Volume 3 a lot more than most people do, but uh, those getting around to saying those first three albums are probably it for me as far as Slipknot. And Slipknot and Korn are, are two bands that I will watch a ton of, like, interviews and, and um, wow. behind-the-scenes stuff. It's just one of those things, just because how huge they are, how huge... They've been whether they're on still on top or whatever. Who right. cares? That's just so intriguing to me. I I'll watch, um, I watch several head interviews this week. You know, just all kinds of random shit. I watch a lot of Metallica in their rehearsal room videos. You know what I mean? You've got too much time on your hands. It's just I just love that shit, man. They, it's just these huge bands that you know. It's just like I don't I don't know I don't. Anyways, do you see where Corey was talking about? He wants to redo some Slipknot and Stone Sour songs. I think. In uh, quote unquote dark jazz fashion, Tool. <laughs> Tool's the last one on the list. And these again, were in, these were in alphabetical order. They were. Uh, they are. Um, you know this is until it happens. I'm saying not happening. You heard it here first. It's happening. <laughs> it's not happening. It's happening. It's not fucking happening. Until Maynard told me it was happening. He did. He he did. He yeah. apparently he did. He. You know what? That's something else I listened to P-diddy. a lot this week. I I ended up listening to a lot of Pussifer here the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. When that shit is good, it's really good. When that shit is bad, it is awful. When it's bad, it's just too weird. I think. Yes. That's what. That's, uh, it, that's how I would classify. That's not okay. That's fine. But I mean, it's also bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're on some social stuff. We are on all the social media channels, as long as all of the social media channels are Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> and Twitter. Those are the ones that we are on. Find us, like us, follow us, all those fun fucking things. Wrist Meat Razor in the background. Wrist Meat Razor in the background, in line for Halos, fun stuff. Album coming out this f- Friday, The yep. uh, that yep. is however many days if after. If you really want to know, give me a two seconds right here. This Friday, the 18th. The 18th of January, 2019. Uh, we have an email, yep. eostupidity at gmail.com. What about our contest? That's over. That No, it's, well, it is by the time you hear this. By yes. you hear this, it's it, over. It, it, well, no. If you listen to it on Monday, the day that this should drop, that will be the last day. We're pushing back the entrance. Oh, okay. Because Brian's putting out his news, newsletter today, and it's going to include this stuff. Okay. Um, which one am I forgetting? Well, Podcast. We are on all the places that you find podcasts because you're hearing us. Sure. 
Again, find us, like us, subscribe to us, all those fucking things. And we got to go to band practice now, so we're gone. Okay. Bye. <laughs>